Welcome to the Wrestler Faith Audio Podcast. Your name is... MTD, your name is... Rick Davis, and your name is... Michael Davis, and it's once again time for the Wrestler Faith Audio Podcast as we look at the world of sports entertainment through the eyes of faith, culture, and religion. And today on the Wrestler Faith Podcast, I'm going to give you the explanation of our theme. We're going to talk about being so focused on winning that we lose. Now, sometimes we live lives and individuals have desires and and emotional drawings, and they immediately become focused on the end goal. And unfortunately, because being they are focused on the end goal, they both miss opportunities of growth along the journey. And sometimes they make mistakes along the journey, being solely focused on the end goal, that they get knocked off the path and they end up losing. Now, we have been experiencing this in multiple, multiple ways recently in the world of sports entertainment, including specifically in AEW. So let's let's talk for a moment about a couple of situations in AEW Big Rig, about individuals that were so focused on a fixed point that they forgot to look at the grander picture and they ended up losing. Let's talk first of all about a gentleman by the name of Kenneth Omega who was so focused on one opponent and so prepared for one opponent, and so focused on the end goal of one opponent that it kind of knocked him off path. Big Rick, explain the trials and tribulations of Uh, one Kenneth Omega. Ever since starting in AEW, Kenny Omega has been on somewhat of a losing streak. Yes. He hasn't won any matches in AEW yet. They say that he's lost his fire and desire. Yes. Pun intended. And he he's just trying to he's he's lost his footing, but yeah. I think that they have actually even explained why he's lost step. Uh, in the immortal words of Jim Ross, so focused on one opponent that when the situation changed he got knocked off path. Explain. Ever since John Ma ever wait what how long ago was this? A couple months ago? When, when was, was it literally oh, wow. only a couple of months ago? When May, was oh, I would wow. say like three months ago. Three months ago. And please use this full Christian name. Kenneth Omega versus Jonathan Mox. Jonathan O'Moxley. Jonathan O'Moxley. Abraham the Third. We're supposed to have a match at All Out, but what, what Jonathan O'Moxley? Jonathan, Jonathan O'Moxley. What guy hurt? Jonathan at, Dean Moxley. Jonathan Dean Moxley <laughs> got hurt at an indie event. He hurt his elbow, which has been injured in the past. Yes. But luckily, he recovered a lot quicker than he did the first time it was injured. Thank goodness. But ever since then, Kenny Omega has just been focused on Moxley getting ready and then coming back and to face Moxley. That everything else has kind of just gone down. You can see it. You, they did that whole BTE mailbag storyline with him where he just was losing it because he was focused on Moxley and he's just been losing and he hasn't been able to get his footing back. Yes. 
being so focused on one fixed point that we actually begin to stumble and fall apart because that fixed point either ends up not mattering, uh, ends up being insignificant and disappears, or the situation has changed so direly and drastically that you are, it, uh, it changes. Uh, something becomes accomplished before you can accomplish it, or something changes meaning midstream, and you become so focused on one fixed point that you just really have no rhyme or reason anymore. I want to talk a minute about the Wesleyan quadrilateral rest, and Big Rick, can you explain rest, the Um, Wesleyan quadrilateral? Rest religion... No. No. Strike one. S means scripture. T means tradition. Reason. Reason, experience, scripture, tradition. Yes. All of it's religion. Reason, experience, scripture, and tradition. The things in which that we use to weigh out the overall situation. And what happens many times, and if you see groups that become so focused on one point, on one situation, on one standard, and their their being begins to fall apart, they they begin to lose focus and even have some end battling amongst themselves, uh-huh. because the, their one part, their one fixed point starts to change, and they don't want that to change. We just talked about that with Kenneth O'Brien Omega. Uh-huh. And that he had a fixed point in his life. The one thing that mattered to him better and most of all was the fact that he needed to be the person to beat Jonathan Dean O'Moxley. <laughs> but that didn't happen. And because that didn't happen, his meaning shifted. The meaning of the fixed point shifted and now he's kind of finding himself in this place of unrest right Mm -hmm. can you equivalent that to anything that exists in our being right now yes the whole lgbt plus uh inclusion stuff yes the united methodist church specifically and i'm going to name names too the Wesleyan Covenant Association has a fixed point within their being. Their fixed point is something that mattered long ago through scriptural standards that have changed over time. And there's this practice called biblical exegesis. It's where that you weigh out the scripture, not only for what it says, but what it says in the time period that it was written. And you begin to look at it both historically and through the eyes of current standards. So, in the time period of the, 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 of the Old Testament and Leviticus, you're looking at cultures that needed, needed, needed to reproduce. Mm-hmm. So, uh, actions of uh, sexual nature that did not lead to reproduction were counterproductive. So they needed to address that. And they needed armies. They needed boys to, like, protect the villages and stuff. So no babies equals no soldiers. Yeah. Yes. There's other end, and we get in the Second Corinthians, and we look at the things that Paul said. And when Paul spoke against uh, homosexuality, 
if you look at the Greek words and break down the Greek words, Paul does not speak against homosexuality. Paul speaks against sexual immorality, which is two different things. Two completely different things. And when you weigh it out, there are individuals in same-sex relationships who live very moral lifestyles and are very committed to one person. And they're not running around with everybody. Yeah. And there are people in, the lack for a better phrasing, traditional relationships who can't keep their pants on. I said it that way. They love playing checkers. They love playing checkers and against different challengers. Yes. Yes. So uh, that exists. So when you look at the phrasing in that way, and if you look at the purity of the Greek words, Paul's not speaking about those things. But we have a collection of people, the Wesleyan Covenant Association, that has their fixed point, and now the fixed point is crumbling, and everybody's fighting, and then they don't know what to do. So sometimes we hold on to our fixed point for so long that we are just trying to fight and get a win, but we end up losing. So Big Rick, again, in the current construct that is All Elite Wrestling, when, when have you recently seen an individual so focused on winning, but they ended up losing because they were so focused on just winning? Dr. Britt Baker in her match against Rio for the AEW Women's Championship. Yes. Explain the the beauty of this finish. I loved it. And they keep putting Rio over in such a ways that makes sense. And that's... I love it. Go. Baker went to put in her finisher the jaw jawbreaker. The lock jaw. The lock jaw. Yes. And she was trying to put in her hand. It's like a manual claw thing. And she went to put that in, but she was so focused on putting her getting the manual claw in that she wasn't getting a good grip around Rio's head and like a headlock thing so Rio was able to shimmy out and roll Britt Baker up. So she ended up getting pinned by the way that she by the way she positioned herself to win is that right? Yes. Yeah so she became so focused on the end goal the win that she didn't realize the actions that she was doing would have a long-term negative effect on her. I've seen that happen so many times in different matches. You know German suplex, right? Yes. Where that you, th- well, you you've seen a Brock Lesnar match. You've seen I a see German, a Brock Lesnar, yeah. but have you seen somebody hit a German suplex and go straight into the pin? They don't let yeah. go of it. They go into a pin. Yeah. Um, Gable does that. Yeah, I've seen so many matches in that way end that way but the guy that does the German suplex loses because he's so focused on winning he doesn't realize that his shoulders are on the mat and the guy on top of him that receives the hold lifts their arm up but the but the guy that does the hold gets pinned because his shoulders are on the mat I've seen that happen so many times there was once a match it was at it was at a starcade. They had like a tag team tournament and a singles tournament during the match. Mm-hmm. And the Road Warriors, you know, the Doomsday Device, they did an altered Doomsday Device where Animal sort of did a, a belly to back suplex while Hawk did the clothesline. And that he he did that to Scott Steiner and he held the belly to back suplex 
but his shoulders are on the mat. Scott Steiner lifts his shoulders. It managed to make the Road Warriors still look good, but the Steiner brothers got like a cheap easy win. But the whole thing is in that, in both of these situations, there's a person so focused on winning, they don't see how that they're losing. Let's talk about that for a minute. When we have these dear friends that are so locked in to their fixed point in time and not willing to let go of the fixed point of time and they're not seeing what's actually happening in the real world because they're so focused on their fixed point of time, they don't see what they're losing. Who are we losing in this argument between the the what I guess what's going to be called UMC next and the Wesleyan Covenant Association? Who are we losing? The LGBT community. We're losing the LGBTQIA plus community. We're losing them. Because one voice is so loud that they become the image of who we are, who's stuck on their fixed point and they're trying to win. And then also, I, this is going to be hard to say, but also the other end. There's, there's ways that I've observed the UMC next being so focused on disproving the... Um, the, the, w, the WCA that they're, they're they're trying to stand up for a cause, but they're actually not doing anything but arguing. Does that make sense? Yeah. They're too busy arguing the counterpoint and not actually doing stuff. They're not going out and being representatives of faith and being the hands and feet in places they need to be. They're not doing the physical active things that need to be done that create opportunities to reach these dear friends that we're losing because we're too focused on winning. Does that kind of make sense, Big Rick? Yes. So how do we how do we fix it? What 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 could have Britt Baker done? What 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 could the poor soul in the German suplex have done? What what does Kenny Omega need to do? How do we shift the focus in such a way that we're not so focused on winning, but we're focused on doing what actually needs to be done. We stop for a moment and just kind of look over ourselves and like, is this is what I this is what I've been focusing on? But I also need I should focus more on this now. Yes, yes. Like, hey, let's go back. Let's go back in time in AEW. Omega knew in more than a week's time of what was going to happen. He he had time to prep for Pac. Yes. Did he prep? No. No. He didn't look at the grander sp- picture that was unfolding in front of him. He stayed locked on his fixed point. See, one of the things that we have to do, and this is a term that I learned at a conference I went to. It's a really cool term. It's called soft eyes soft eyes and what soft eyes are you're not squinting with hard eyes at one fixed point you have relaxed eyes you have soft eyes you see things through your peripheral vision you see the full spectrum of everything that's going on and so that way you become aware of everything that's going on when you were fielding in softball games you had to have soft eyes so that you could know where the runners were, and you had to, you could know where 
the ball was coming and you could know where your teammates were. Yeah. So that you have to be aware of the full situation. Because what happens when you are only locked on one thing? Someone could steal a home when Some, you're worried about catching a pop fly. Somebody steals home. You throw the ball to second base, but the second baseman's not covering Sagan. Uh, you 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 miss the full perspective, which which causes problems. That that's the whole thing. Uh, both sides. Uh, call tell me I'm wrong. Both sides are so f- locked in on a fixed point that they're, they're not blocking seeing everyone else out. That they're blocking everything else out except for their fixed point, and that's hard too. I have my stance in this. I, I feel we got to be fully inclusive church. We have to. That's my stance. But the thing that, that I'm embattling is within myself right now is that is a full hardened fact. And I also, if I only look at it that way, whose souls am I not praying or trying to care for? The others. The, the other side. Yeah. Because if Jesus Christ died for all people... Jesus Christ didn't just die for the LGBTQIA+. Jesus Christ died for the Jughead conservatives, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you keep the soft eyes when that there are so many the battles going on for people to win? MCD. If you'd avoid you try not to avoid everything else, and you try to work that in with what you're doing. We're not saying that. But what we are saying is the first part of what you said. You you are making a really good point there that you that we need to make sure that we're not so locked in on people that we're not paying attention to every need. Is that easy? No, no it, it's not. And actually it's it's nigh impossible to do, isn't it? Yeah. But it's the juggling point, and that's why that all this is is so hard. Because that there's like this spiritual backlash that's going on that that people don't want to be left out on either side. So we just move into these moments of serious, that unjust vilification of other things until that we fight and stomp and get things the way that we want it to be, which is not fair. No. And it's not ba- It's not fair and balanced. No. Yeah. It's hard to put your personal bias aside because it always ends up coming out into everything. But it's it's not that. It's just that you have to acknowledge that the others, they're people too. They're not some crazy monster thing there are people with real lives that matter yes they're not some they're not a monster from Fanger thing they're no. not a monster and that that is the problem right the it becomes the points of vilification that knocks everything out of balance but things are already so out of balance that sometimes you have to kick and stomp and almost vilify something 
to bring things back to a little bit of order, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, where where is the major imbalance? Um, in 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 the conflict. Yes. Um. The. Let me help you out. The major imbalance for the LGTB is the LGTB has been excluded and have been vilified for so long okay. that people. D- have gotten to the point that the person doesn't matter. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say something like that. I was going to say it's like the majority, a majority thing. Like there's too many people against it. That kind of goes with that. Yeah. There does come a, a point in the fight of equality. We're not trying to win, but we are trying to turn things upside down. And I even I think that there is a place in turning things upside down that you can do it in such a way that's caring for everybody involved in the conversation. Right now, our church is working on becoming a reconciling church. So what a reconciling church is, it's a church that acknowledges that all people born are of sacred worth and it it is open and inclusive to individuals of LGBTQIA+ uh lifestyles and it's open for the people that hold long-term fixed point locked-in views. And the thing is it's a challenge of saying no matter what, we're going to stop the vilification and we're going to focus on love. That's the main thing. But it's hard. Because nobody wants to lose anymore. Well, there's so many people fighting for the win, they don't see how bad everything else is losing because of it. Does, does that make sense? No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And the battle is not to win, but the battle is to open the seat at the table. And to love the people who feel unloved. And also the huge challenge is to love people that are hard to love. And how do you how do you get to those points? How do you get to those places? Uh, the world, just like the Tootsie Roll Pop, the, the world may never know. But even in the places of res- extreme kickback... And the places that we need to turn the tables over so that people that have been excluded for so long have a place, we need to go there. And we need to work there and go there in such a way that no one feels that we can still open the table for conversations that everyone can find a place in love. It's hard. It ain't easy. Mm -hmm. That's the Wrestler Faith Podcast for this week. Your name is... Rick Davis, your name is the one. The one that put out some really strong points. Your name is MTD, and my name is Michael Davis. Have a week.